0: I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5pm UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits, without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well. Mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention. I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show. So you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously... It's a podcast. It's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded. And no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3-5pm to UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast.
2: This is Wizard Radio and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What?
0: What do you mean it's alex feldman with a c oh this is wizard radio and you're listening to alec with a c feldman an incredible bit of science has revealed where justin bieber got his inspiration from this week um the new song that's out at the moment yummy i've, I've worked out where he got the idea because some scientists they've taken this this mummy right off of like egypt ancient egypt they've taken a mummy They've opened it up. They found it so well preserved that you could still make its vocal cords make a noise. Now, listen to this and tell me it's not yummy by Justin Bieber. Uh, 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 uh. Can't tell the difference, can you?
1: It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman.
0: Afternoon, Alec Benjamin, Demons playing right now. Before that, Justin Bieber and Yummy. It's Alec hanging out. Hello, afternoon all. How are you? At half midnight last night, well... Tonight, you know, you know, this morning, last night, whatever you want to call it, and I know it was half midnight. So I looked at my watch and thought, this is kind of weird. This is worth remembering. At half midnight last night, I was awkwardly shuffling to a deep house remix of ABBA. Um, that was that was a strange time. It really was. Yeah. So and and here I am now. No deep house cuts of ABBA to be found. You'll be grateful to hear. So so happy days, and. A few hours before that, I was just kind of wandering the streets of Leeds talking to people. So it's been it's been quite the 24 hours. Are you good? Have you had a good week? I hope so. On the show today, a few things, several things are happening, including being somewhere you shouldn't. I have an incredible clip to play you when we're talking about that. That's about 25 past plus four. It's so funny. You might struggle to understand it. But it made me laugh a lot and i will explain all at 25 past four i've also got my comeuppance for doing something quite terrible more about that after four o'clock and more importantly actually it's not more important i was on work experience this week much like it was year 12 again i i went into an office and i you know i helped out i did all sorts of things including some quite weird things the kind of things that nobody else wants to do and therefore they get assigned to the work experience kid. I have a little game relating to the weird things I've been up to coming after four o'clock. Also on the way, there's a weird thing I've noticed where famous people, slightly famous people, have started offering themselves up for things more at 3.45. 3.25, a really weird incident that turned out to not be an incident at all and then very soon about seven minutes time humanity is getting closer to its eventual oblivion obliteration it's coming it's coming soon i'll tell you more in a bit also music wise i've got that really good 1975 song coming up and new jonas brothers new tom Grennan, good songs coming up as well from me on wizard radio so hang about thanks very much before all that let's find out what i've learned this week
2: this week i learned
0: It has been a week of learning due to this work experience, tea-making thing. I've learned quite a lot, including lesson number one. It's very important to know how to make tea. I've made many a cup of tea this week, and let me tell you, people, oh, they were lapping it up. They loved it. Got so many compliments on my tea-making skills. Either they were being very polite and slightly patronising, and kind of patting me on the head going, well done, what a good cup of tea, well done, aren't you wonderful? Or, I, I genuinely impressed people with my ability to make tea that was just right, put lots of care and attention into it, and I have a, I'd say, close to 100% success record. And so, if you haven't done work, you usually do it in like year 12 when you're at school, year 11, year 10, at some point in school, you'll be sent out into the work place for a week, know how to make tea, and they will love you, just like they, they loved me, I think, I don't know, maybe. That's the first thing I've learned. I've also learned this week, there is such thing as a glass harp. This again is part of the slightly unusual activities that I've been up to as part of the whole work experience thing. I it just had just a week with nothing to do, basically. Uni doesn't start for me until Monday. So I was like, what should I do this week? And I found an office that was willing to let me play for a week. And I got taken on an outing to a museum with an exhibition all about music. There was a a glass harp in this exhibition, but the weird thing about this glass harp looks nothing like a harp, it's just not a harp at all, it's more like a table, like a table with a lid that you can open, sort of like a piano but not really, nothing like a harp, doesn't have any strings, it just contains loads of like wine glasses, and literally you play this glass harp by rubbing your finger around the rim of the glasses like you might if you've got a cup and you're bored. That's literally it. And you fill them up with different amounts of water, right? And they make different pitch noises. So it's quite cool. And that is a cool thing I learned about this week. But couldn't actually hear. I saw it, um, but this museum obviously was in a cabinet. So I I couldn't hear it. I couldn't play it. But I'm sure it sounds great. So glass harps, they're a thing. They're cool, but look nothing like a harp. And finally, this week I learned, if you get the opportunity to see a comedy icon, you really should take it, because someone died this week, right? Um, Terry Jones, he died. He was a, he was this, he was an actor, comedian guy. He was in Monty Python, who were big in like seventies, eighties, maybe, like this group of comedy performers. When I was about thirteen. Someone we know was like, oh, do you want to go see Monty Python? It was like their last tour. They were like, yeah, we'll all be dead soon. We're doing one last tour. And someone we know had to like, oh, Alec, do you want to come? We'll think it'll be right up your street. And I was just like,
2: eh,
0: nah, I don't think so. What an idiot, kicking myself. Why did I do that? So if, if you get such an opportunity to see, I don't know, the remaining members of Monty Python or other comedy greats, you should probably take it because they'll be dead eventually. And then you'll just be like, oh, what an idiot. Missed opportunity. So this week, we've learned. Know how to make tea, glass harps are a thing, and um, take opportunities to see comedy icons before they die, not after. Thanks very much. This is BTS and Black Swan. <laughs> BTS, Black Swan, this is Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman hanging out, afternoon all. Bad news, I'm afraid. Humanity is getting closer to its eventual obliteration. It's coming. The end is nigh. I am sorry to be the bringer of doom and gloom, but it's happening. The world will end soon. And how do I know? No, it's not some religious prophecy. No, I didn't hear a man yelling about it on the street. It's it's the scientists that have said that. And when the scientists say it, that's when we worry. Because scientists know what they're talking about. There's this this thing called the Doomsday Clock. You might have heard of it. It's basically a clock face when they decide how close the earth is to destruction, basically. And midnight, midnight is the place you don't want to be because if you're at midnight, that means like, oh, the end is nigh. Whereas if you're at like, I don't know, six o'clock, seven o'clock, we're probably doing all right. That's generally how it goes. And every year they get together and they decide where they're gonna put the hands on the clock. And the bad news is, um, the hands on the clock are closer to midnight than they have ever, ever been, which is quite concerning. I think for the last couple of years, they were set at 11.58, so two minutes to midnight. Remember midnight is like the time you don't wanna be at Two minutes away from world destruction. They've they've moved it forward. <laughs> this is bad. This is really bad. They've moved it forward by, oh, I think about 20 seconds. So now it's 100 seconds to midnight. Not 120, 100 seconds to midnight. Just for historical context, it has never, as far as I'm aware, been that close before. Um, as recently as 2010, six minutes away, it was two minutes away in 2018, 2019. We have now under two minutes for the first time ever. For context, even during the Cold War in, when's this, 1953, it was two minutes away. And then by 1963, it was 12 minutes away. Like genuinely, it is the closest it's ever been as long as this clock has existed, which is why we should all be very worried. But my favourite part about the fact that we are close to obliteration, not that there's much to find joy in, is the way they announced it. Because uh, they've all got together. It's this big, this big conference. The press are all over it. We've got kind of three people on a stage, all in suits, two old blokes and an old woman. And there's also someone at a lectern who's a sort of middle-aged-looking woman. I okay, guess so we've got four people, <laughs> and they've got, they've got their they've got a real-life clock but it's hidden under a big black sheet and so they're gonna do a big like reveal where they rip off the sheet and tell everyone how close the clock is to midnight I'm just watching the video now I mean the tensions enormous there we go here we go they're taking it off now they're ripping off the black sheet and oh oh it says it is a hundred seconds to midnight and then they've all they've all turned around and to face the audience they've not said anything they're just staring at them very solemnly hands hands behind their back this enormous I mean it's not even like a full clock they've just got the last quarter of an hour on there you know from like nine o'clock to twelve o'clock because I suppose the world is is so close to oblivion now they might as well not bother with the full clock but I mean the drama is high As a piece of drama uh, excitement you know something to watch it's it's very good but as a state on the condition of the human race really quite concerning um where do we go from here i don't really know i don't know how you get it backwards you know wouldn't it be nice to go back to go back to 2010 six whole minutes away which probably didn't feel like much at the time but now we're just on the the steady path towards world destruction here's a question the trend since 2015 has, the, has been that we're getting closer and closer. There's only so much further they can put this clock before it actually has to be midnight. And what if it's midnight and actually the world hasn't ended? And they're like, they're just like, you know, everyone else that predicts the end of the world. <laughs> and they'll just be like, oh, well, um, sorry, we got it wrong. But next year, next year it's happening. Like, yeah, that's what they all said in 2012. But it never happened, did it? So, there's a cheerful thought for you Saturday afternoon. We're all going to die in 100 seconds. Death is just 100 seconds away. And so, I thought, I mean, we might as well for our last 100 seconds on Earth. I suppose we could enjoy 100 seconds of new Jonas Brothers. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? This is what a man got to do. I'm loving the Jonas Brothers right now. That is what a man got to do on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. Afternoon. Playing soon, I've got 1975. I've got Black Bear. I've got Tom Grennan as well. A really weird non incident happened this week. I'm still trying to get my head around it because I don't fully understand what went on. It's very confusing. It's Wednesday afternoon. I've done a busy day of tea making and other such trivial activities. I've come home, I had it was quite an early start. I started at 6.30 on that day, which meant I got to finish at like 3.30, which was very nice. Two thir- two thir- you know, somewhere around there So I had sort of the whole afternoon to play with Walk- Walked home I was like, oh man, I'm actually quite tired I think I might nap And so I I had a nap f- For a couple of hours which was-, which was lovely, very well needed And I find it weird Napping in clothes But equally, I find it kind of weird Napping in pyjamas When it's not bedtime So I went for the, you know, the midpoint between wearing your day clothes and wearing pyjamas, which was wearing nothing There's a lovely image for you. You're welcome And I had a nap and it went on for quite some time and I got up and I woke up It was about ooh, when was it like 7 45 So I slept for quite a long time um And I was like, oh, I just remembered it's a Wednesday my self-defense class that I like to go to on a Wednesday starts at 8 30 I'm in perfect time to, to go down there. Isn't this great? And so I got myself ready to put on my my PE kit and I call it a PE kit. It is quite literally my school PE kit because I exercise so infrequently. I don't really own any other clothes that are appropriate to do exercise in. And so I put on my literal PE kit and left the house and I got about 30 seconds down the road when I was like, S- something feels weird about this. I couldn't work out what it was. I just knew something felt weird. And I walked a bit further and I was like, hmm, everything feels very, very loose. You know, you know, how something like it just feels loose. And I was trying to work out what it was. And then I had a horrifying moment where I went, I kind of went, oh my God, I'm not wearing any underwear. No wonder everything feels loose. I forgot when I got dressed, to put on underwear. And now I'm off to a self-defense class. They'll be kicking, they'll be running, they'll be jogging, lots of physical activity. And here I am without any underwear on. This is not ideal. I also didn't really want to turn back because that would have involved walking back and unlocking the door and setting the alarm, going upstairs and unlocking that door, and getting some underwear and doing all the same in reverse. And it would have taken longer than I could be bothered to spare. So I was like, well, just got to commit to it now. And I walked there, it's about a 20 minute walk. And by the time I got there, oh my god, my thighs. My poor thighs. They were they were raw. They were red. It was horrible. I was in great pain. I was also worried that we might have a trousers splitting into them because this has happened before. At these classes, I have gone to kick someone too overexcitedly and rip there goes the trousers right down right down the the bum crack was where it kind of split open and I was like well if that happens again today you know I've got nothing to cover me up it's literally just gonna be my ass hanging out because I'm not wearing any underwear and everyone there will then know that I'm not wearing any underwear and think it's some weird thing where I don't wear underwear where actually I had just forgotten and then you know this goes on I don't have any splitting incidents it's fine I I get back home. The chafing, it's somehow got a little bit better. It's not as bad, so that's nice. I'm sorry for the graphic details in this story, by the way. I should have given you some kind of warning. But but here we are. It's too late now. And then I go to get unchanged and put some pyjamas on, because by this point, it is an acceptable time to wear pyjamas. And it turned out I'd actually been wearing underwear all along, but for some reason, it just didn't feel like it. It had, like... As good as disappeared, and I, I was convinced I had no underwear on, and it was it was, you know, weird. It felt like it, and genuinely, it, I thought there was nothing there, and yet it had been there the whole time, and I couldn't feel it, and I was just very confused. I didn't really know <laughs> what had happened. You know, it was, it's quite relief. It was a relief for sure, but just just weird that you can convince yourself that something as important as Not wearing any underwear is is true and it's actually not and you you were wearing underwear all the time Which yeah, it, it was a it was a long day. I felt very confused by the end of it But my question for you this afternoon Have you ever done it for real? This might be a bit of a niche question. I don't know This might be a question we get more messages than we've ever had. It could go either way Have you ever forgotten to wear underwear to something? And what has happened? Has anything gone horribly wrong? I would like answers, please, if you have some for me. You can text me 07807 183 538 if you, you like me, but actually have forgotten to wear underwear. Or you can send me an email. Station at wizardradio.co.uk is where you can get me. Or message on Facebook, Twitter at wizardradio, Instagram, DM, loads of places. Have you ever forgotten to wear underwear? Is... The slightly weird question today. Who knows where this'll go, but we'll give it a go. We'll find out if anyone's ever forgotten to wear underwear after Black Bear and this great song from the 1975, which I love, even though it does sound a bit like Busted, which is no bad thing. It's the 1975 Me and You Together song.
2: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
0: Please consume responsibly. So far I've been enjoying 2020's musical offerings. That is Black Bear off of Hot Girl Bummer with Me and You Ghost. And before that, the 1975 and me and you together song is that what it's something like that it's long and, yeah me and you together song it's long and convoluted i knew it was going to be something like that i'm alec feldman hi thanks for having us on tom Grennan, dually for playing before four o'clock we will also find out who's knocking at the door and um in a minute some celebrity well just just the one actually a celebrity who has been offering their service up in quite an entertaining way back to underwear The important topic of the day. This is what we need to be discussing. I had a very weird non-incident last week in which I convinced myself for about an hour and a half, two hours, that I wasn't wearing underwear, panicked, and then got home and discovered I had been wearing underwear all along and there was really no need to panic. I asked you though, have you ever forgotten to wear pants, but for real? Has it actually happened to you? The thing that I was scared of, did it happen in reality? Rachel has been on. Alec, this is hilarious. I think it's even better that you were wearing pants in the end because then you had all of the awkwardness of thinking you weren't wearing any, even though in reality you were wearing them. But no, I have never made such a basic error. Pity you, but thanks for the funny story. What I like about that is that despite the fact she... Did not have a tale to tell about when she's forgotten to wear underwear. She still went to travel to message in. Thanks very much, Rachel. I'm glad at least the story provided some entertainment to you. Despite the fact that, you know, even you think that's something so stupid that you could never possibly have done it. Yet, there's still time. There's lots of time. Assuming the world doesn't end in 100 seconds time. There is lots of time for you to forget to wear underwear. You might think I'm an idiot now but maybe not not one day. One day you'll learn. Jason says, I accidentally wore my underwear whilst I was swimming, which meant I then had to spend the rest of the day without wearing underwear. It was when I used to do swimming lessons at lunchtime at school, because we have a swimming pool. And shortly after then, I quit lessons because it was just too much hassle. Literally, imagine being 12 years old with everything going on as it does when you're that age and not having underwear all afternoon. It was probably one of the worst afternoons of my time at school. That doesn't sound fun. I think given the choice, I would prefer Commando to having to wear wet underwear all afternoon, because that would be very uncomfortable. And in all probability, you know, generate more questions than it really should have done. So I think I think you made the right choice. As unpleasant as it must have been to go a whole afternoon commando at school. Imagine if instead you you'd worn the, the soggy underwear that you'd accidentally taken for a dip in the pool. And I don't know, maybe it seeped through, people started noticing, asking questions, giggling. Would have been horrible. Would have been so much worse than than just going commando. As long as it wasn't during one of those weird phases where pantsing was in fashion. <laughs> is that still is that still on? Do people still do that? I remember, I remember it was a thing I was never a victim But it did take place And I would imagine If you weren't wearing underwear That would be something You absolutely dreaded So you got I think you got a flight like Jason there I think It could have been A lot worse Matt says I actually have forgotten To wear my pants once See You see Rachel Not Not everyone Has 100% success record Like you do Sometimes we just We just slip up We all do it I've done it Matt's done it Jason's done it um, what's Matt saying? He says, I actually have forgot to wear my pants once. When I was in year seven, I had an English test. I think it was the first test I'd ever done in secondary school. I was so nervous about messing up. I <laughs> literally just skipped the whole underwear thing when I was getting dressed. Had English in my first class and only realized after my test that I'd forgotten to wear underwear. And then had to spend the rest of the day commando. Good thing I didn't have PE that day. Oh God, yes. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that, that would be bad. Changing rooms are, are a strange place. Not always the happiest of places. You say you had to spend the rest of the day commando, Matt. No, you did spend the whole day commando. It's just you only realised you were commando after the English test, but no, you were wearing no underwear for the entirety of that day, just in case you were in any doubt. Yeah that was a thing, and Ollie's been on as well I didn't forget to wear underwear, but when I was in year 7, I accidentally took my underwear off whilst getting changed for PE in the changing room, and I never lived it down I told you, I told you changing rooms are terrible, terrible places Ollie, you poor sod, I'm sorry Tom Grennan, this is new, it's called This is the Place, on Wizard Radio Tom Grennan, This is the Place, on Wizard Radio, with Alec Hello, Julie, is playing next then someone knocking at your door First though, something something kind of weird that I saw on Twitter, which made me laugh a bit. I don't really know why this came up in my feed, because you know the way Twitter works, right? When When you put someone's at name at the start of the tweet, you're like tweeting directly to them, and your followers generally don't see it. Whereas if you put it in the middle of the tweet, they will see it. And so I'm not sure why this came up, but it did. And I thought it was excellent. The name Tony Gardner... Will probably mean nothing to you He's been in quite a lot of stuff That you may have seen According to his his own Twitter bio Actor, for goodness sakes I currently sit on the Council of Equity UK Who I think are like the trade union But for actors or something weird like that And he's been in a couple of things That you might know He was in the show My Parents Are Aliens When he was Brian Who was an alien In My Parents Are Aliens and he was also in the thick of it which was this sort of comedy show i guess you could call it about like politics he was a politician in that called dan miller and so he's he's moderately famous although not really famous oh and he was in fresh meat as well um i can't remember his name in fresh meat but um it was a lecturer that was sleeping with one of their students (laughs) so that this is his illustrious CV, his IMDB database, and I, I saw he tweeted the University of Exeter drama department. This was just totally out of nowhere. He started this interaction saying, hi, we're opening our play at the Northcott in two weeks. So far, so normal. I'm happy to do a Q&A while we're in Exeter. If you think any of your students would be interested, I suspect not, but the offers there what he's done there is he's offered a Q&A with him without being asked for one. He has contacted them to say, Would you like to do a Q&A with me? <laughs> Which I find so brilliant the fact that you'd rate yourself that much that you would assume that people would leap at an opportunity to do a Q&A. If you go into a new place, the first thing you think is, Ah, I must contact the University Drama Department because they, they'll really want to do a Q&A with me. They won't realise they want to do a Q&A with me, but they will want to do a Q&A with me. And that's, that's what's happened here. They did reply. And um, <laughs> uh, they said, yeah, we'd, we'd love to. Um, and they've, they've replied saying, I'll encourage students to buy a ticket for the show and join you for a QA and a about the industry. And he goes, great, I'll be there. Well, of course you'll be there you just invited yourself it's not like you're going to turn down the opportunity now is it you invited yourself literally nobody nobody asked for you to be there he's just decided that that's what they want and maybe maybe that's actually being very nice and giving all these drama students an opportunity to hear a great a legend of the game to hear him speak but equally it, it just makes him look a bit like he's salty that he hasn't already been invited and so he's had to go out of his way to make sure he gets invited because they don't realise he's going to be that. It's just, it's funny. Tony Gardner. What what an icon. From Brian and my parents are aliens to inviting himself to Q&As at Unis. Oh my God. I've just had an excellent idea. I, I've i just remembered. I do actually know someone at the University of Exeter. I, I should so get them to go down to this Q&A and exclusively ask questions about my parents are aliens and see how long it would take him to get chucked out. Oh my God, that'd be so good. I would love that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message this guy and be like, do you, want, do you imagine going to a QA and a with Brian from my parents are aliens? I think you'd enjoy it. I, I hope I hope that's what happens because it would just be the perfect end to this, this weird story where he's invited himself. Man invites himself to Q&A, only gets questions asked about a kid's TV show he was in about 15 years ago. That will be the perfect outcome. Someone's knocking at your door is on the way after Dua Lipa. Don't start now, it's Wizard Radio. Someone's
2: knocking at your door. Somebody's the bell.
0: Good afternoon. Welcome one. Welcome all to someone's knocking at your door. Oh yes, we're back. It's time for another round. It's been too long the hunt for catchphrases continues um what shall i what shall i try i know i know i can get away with stealing this bomb because the person who invented it is, is dead nice to knock on your door to knock on your door why aren't you saying nice back? Um, nice no, I mean, okay oh thank you at least some, someone did it thank you james you're welcome um okay I'll, I'll try another one out next week i don't think that one's working either someone is knocking at the door it's very exciting actually i've been talking about this for a couple of weeks i've finally invested in one of those fancy ring doorbells where i can see who's knocking on my phone so i won't even have to get up and look through the peephole anymore and so if someone does ring or knock they'll probably knock on my door um i can look through that and i can find out who it is and then when i see who they are i can describe them to you and you can try and guess Why are you trying to guess who's knocking at the door? I don't really know. I don't like letting people in if I'm not expecting them. And so this is just another hurdle they have to jump over. They have to be recognisable enough that they can be guessed within five yes or no, roughly yes or no questions. Otherwise, they're not coming into this party. So that's how it works. Um, Just just gonna wait for the, uh, the door to go. Oh, do you hear that? That was the door. It was a very polite knock this week. Someone is knocking at the door. Let's look on my my special phone app. Got a lovely picture taken of the person knocking at the door. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I see them. Right. I know who it is. Nobody else does. It's time for the questions. So I'm going
1: to assume something before asking a question. So this isn't a question. But from your reaction... I'm going to assume that this is not somebody that you want to see at your door. me my basis. My first. Very second, well, let's my, continue. My first proper question. Is this a man? No. Okay. Is it a woe man? A what? <laughs> a woe man.
0: I. A woman. I do not believe it is a woe man No. Okay. It's
1: not a man or a woman. Is it an animal? No. Okay. So it's not a, a human nor an animal. Is it a cartoon?
0: No. <laughs> You're blowing your four questions here. Oh, I am.
1: I've got one more question left. You do. How can it not be a human, nor an animal, nor a cartoon, but could knock on your door?
0: They don't need to have hands to knock at the door.
1: I think they do. It sounded like a proper knock to me. Um, Well,
0: maybe they got someone else to knock for them. (laughs)
1: But that sounds like it's a person.
0: Would you prefer if I said it? It doesn't have hands.
1: <laughs> oh my god, this is so hard. Um, I don't want to blow my fifth question. Um, Was that okay, a b- question? Before I ask the fifth question, please can you provide a clue that may aid with my questioning?
0: Um, okay. Wait,
1: I've got a question.
0: Oh, do you really? I do. Okay. Are you sure?
1: Has this been? Has this been thrown at to your door?
0: Um, no. I wouldn't say what? throw.
1: But I'm I was think thinking you... the only way it could make a noise against your door is if somebody like threw a rock at your door.
0: You know. You know. I think we should. We should move away from assessing the technicalities of whether this thing would be able to knock at the door or not. I think this is largely a distraction.
2: (laughs) No,
1: this is the underlying basis of the game. Well, I've used my five questions now. I think you
0: had about six or seven, to be honest.
1: (laughs) No, not a man, not a woman, not an animal, not a cartoon, not thrown at your door.
0: And you've also established they don't have hands.
1: Well, I didn't ask that. You gave that away for free. Okay.
0: So... uh, who knows what you can what you can do with this one But You can give it a go anyway What or who but probably what Do you think is knocking at the door But don't get too hung up on the knocking Because it doesn't have hands 07807 538 Is the text number At WizRadio is the twitter Station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address Someone is knocking Or otherwise present At my door Not a man woman, animal, cartoon, Um, it doesn't have hands, it wasn't thrown at my door, and James reckons I'm not particularly pleased to see it. What do you think it could be? Have a guess. The worst that will happen is I'll say you're wrong, and that's fine. So we'll find out who what is knocking at my door about 10 to 5. In the meantime, I'm going to play you A wonderful song in honour of Australia Day. And also Sam Fender is coming up after the news. It is two minutes past four. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. The Veronicas and Untouched on Wizard Radio. I bet you've not heard that for such a long time. The reason I played that is because tomorrow is Australia Day and any excuse to play the Veronicas is a good one, I think. For that, Sam Fender and Saturday. I'm Alec Feldman. Thank you for having us on. I really appreciate it. Playing The weekend and Charlotte Lawrence very soon. I was on work experience this week. I mentioned this earlier on. Like I was 16. Again, I went into someone's office and I made tea. And as you may be somewhat aware, most of my working endeavours do not go... It's not that they don't go smoothly. It's just they're always weird. I always end up doing weird things. I've never had a normal job where I just... I don't know. I like... I serve... Food in a restaurant, or I work on a shop floor. All work and work experience I've done have always always involved weird things. There was the time when I was, was in year twelve that I got <laughs> I got sent to deliver a somewhat suspicious package to what looked like a an abandoned, shut down, boarded up pub in oh where was it somewhere somewhere in London that was a bit rough. Ooh, where? Uh, Ho- Hoxton, dalston No. I can't remember, it was a bit weird. And once again, I've been on the weird work experience tasks. And so I've come up with a small game to try and work out which of which of a pair of activities I have been doing. So I'm gonna give James t- two things. He has to tell me which of those he think, thinks I actually did and which one he thinks I didn't do. And it's certainly made up. Are you ready for this?
1: I'm ready for this.
0: That's you by the way, James, hi
1: hi sorry i did speak but you just couldn't hear me i am ready for this
0: good good okay first up did i this week and my week of work experience have to phone up every ferret racer in the west yorkshire area or did i have to call up every bird watcher
1: ferret racer. why do you think that because I think that's much more interesting, and I don't think your imagination would extend as far to come up with that yourself, but you could come up with bird racing, uh, bird watching.
0: I see, well, um, thanks. thanks
1: very much for that. But actually,
0: ha, you're wrong. Wow. It, it was the bird watchers.
1: God, that, I, I mean, okay, that's much more predictable then, okay.
0: I spent a full day phoning up people who like to look at birds, Was was good fun.
1: Did they get their consent? All right, next.
0: (laughs) Very nice. It wasn't. It was not very
1: nice. Jokes like that should not be accepted anymore. But alas, I said it. Quite
0: quite right. Mm -hmm. Quite right.
1: Was I taken up
0: a really tall hill just outside Halifax to go and talk to a man who um, installs bathroom tiles for people? (sighs) Or was I taken to see... Um, England's
1: smallest window. God, um, this is actually difficult. Now, I don't know if I'm being put off slightly because you recently did a segment on air about Halifax. Um, oh, I did. You did. You did. I. But, okay, I'm going to guess based on what I would want to see, which is the smallest window. Unfortunately, no! not. I guess the smallest window is just a little shard of glass.
0: Yeah, I think it's in Hull somewhere, which is a bit <laughs> out of area
1: for me. Yeah. I
0: was keeping it area. I was keeping it to West Yorkshire. I went off a very tall hill. It was a ski slope, in fact. Wow. Right at the top of this really tall hill. And a soft play centre. It was all going on.
1: Gods. Alright, okay, yeah. so two two for two or not? The opposite. Well none for two.
0: None for two. Next up i had to track down the owner of an instrument but was that instrument a didgeridoo or was it a hungarian nose flute
1: a hungarian nose flute
0: are you really sure about that yes why are you so sure
1: i've got a strategy i'm going with the hungarian
0: nose flute Bear in mind the song we just played. Are you sure it's a Hungarian nose flute?
1: A didgeridoo.
0: Yeah, it was! Well done! Right. You've got it! <laughs> I had to track down a didgeridoo owner because it's okay. Australia Day on Sunday oh, and right. there were no stereotypes going on over there. No. Oh no. no. Absolutely not. Okay, I think I'll, I'll do one more for you. Okay. Did I answer the phone to someone called Stingray or someone called Johnny Big
1: Balls? Stingray.
0: And you've got another one. Yes, so two for four. Yes, Stingray was someone that called up this office on quite a regular basis. And I believe is some kind of um, satanic healer. Ah,
1: can you link me up?
0: I can give it a go. Thank you. Um, I'm, I've, I am I've should have taken down his phone number. It's fine. What it's a mistake.
1: Fine. I'm sure I'll be able to find him online quite easily.
0: I suspect if you want to get in touch with Stingray, <laughs> he will find a way of finding you. Exactly. Somehow.
1: Yes. yes.
0: So I mean, that's been my week. A slightly unusual week, but I had a nice time and made lots of tea. So... Happy days, and I wasn't asked to deliver any suspicious packages, so I'd say that's a win. This is The Weekend and Heartless. It's Wizard Radio. The Weekend and Heartless on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. Thanks for having me on this afternoon. It's it's lovely to have you here. Welcome. Welcome, one and all. I got served karma this week quite badly. I got my comeuppance. I got exactly what I deserved for doing quite a bad thing. And I think you'll enjoy the way in which I was given my just desserts but first i think i've got to tell you what it was exactly that i did um for which by the way i'm very remorseful now let's let's say as the starting point for this story cricket bats they can be quite dangerous can't they you can you can do a lot of damage with a cricket bat i was with one of my friends this week and i was actually no what am I on about this wasn't this week this was before Christmas and they had a cricket bat I was messing around with said cricket bat and as may you know occasionally happen when you have a cricket bat I somewhat lost control of said cricket bat when I was messing around with it and it it very tragically and this is an unfortunate accident and nothing more I promise you it did quite unfortunately land and hit them in quite a sensitive area of their body, quite hard. Basically, I accidentally hit a guy in the balls with a cricket bat. And I felt like, literally, the second it happened, he, he did kind of double over in pain. I felt so awful. I was sat there like, right, come on, hit me. You have a free shot. Take it. I deserve it. Hit me right now. Hit me in the balls with this cricket bat because I deserve it. And he just wouldn't. He refused, which was really annoying because I felt really bad. And I felt like, I, you know, I needed... I needed him to hit me with this cricket bat so I could no longer feel bad because we would have been equal. And he just wouldn't. He was refusing. And I was very upset by this because it meant that, you know, he could forever hold it against me. And this was was December, early December. And I spoke to him this week and he mentioned, it's the first time I've spoken to him since that unfortunate cricket bat-related incident. He mentioned that he was still in slight discomfort to the point where he'd had to go to the doctor because of something I did and honestly at this point I felt you know even worse because that's, that's not something you want to do you don't want to accidentally send people to the doctor because you've accidentally whacked their balls with the cricket bat you just don't it's a horrible thing to do as a person and I, you know, I felt so bad so so bad um, and I was like oh, oh dear um, well uh, what did the doctor say can you still have kids and he was just like no actually and i was like oh come on but seriously you can't write. And he was like no no um doc said i'm infertile now and i was like oh my god i've actually done something really terrible and he was like oh no it's it's okay i don't really mind but obviously in my head i was like oh my god what have i done I've I've stopped this person from having kids because it was it was just an accident and I've stopped them. How am I gonna live with myself forever? This will be on my conscience for the rest of my life. That I've I've made someone infertile by accidentally whacking their balls with a cricket bat. And it just felt even more terrible. So so bad, like really horrible. I was like I just the reality of what I had done was sinking in. And I was like, Are you sure? Like please, please just just tell me you're joking. And they were like, I'm afraid not deadly serious. And I was like, so, so, I mean, how is that even possible? What did the doctor say? What, what was the problem? And it was at that point that they finally, they finally relented. They were like, I know it's fine. The doctor said they're fine. I'm only joking. I can have kids. The doctor said my balls are fine. And I was like, "Oh, oh, my God, this is, this is a big weight lifted off my, my moral shoulders. I mean, you know, it's good for them and all that their balls are fine. But mainly for me, I was just quite glad that I didn't have this this massive wrongdoing on my conscience forevermore. It was that, I mean, that, that was mean. All sympathy I had for everything I'd done up to that point kind of evaporated at the point when they were like, yeah, I'm only joking. I was like, oh my god, you idiot. But at the same time, you know, I deserved that. I totally deserved that. I got my comeuppance Karma hit me bad um, And I deserved it But I thought I'd share that with you because you'd like it I suppose there is there is a moral Which is don't mess around With cricket bats because then You might accidentally end up taking away Someone's ability to have children for real Which is not what happened for me So this is good news um, Coming up, what have we got Being somewhere you shouldn't, I'll tell you about that in a sec After Charlotte Lawrence jokes on you Charlotte Lawrence and jokes on you It's Wizard Radio I'm Alec Feldman, hi, afternoon and all, and what's on the way, don't forget by the way we're still doing someone's look at all, that's happening at 10 to 5, in the meantime, Selena Gomez, Halsey, on the way, Ella Air next, and I want to play you an incredible clip that I saw today, that made me laugh quite a lot, it's of a Scottish guy, um, I feel like I don't want to give it too much context, I just want to play the audio and then we can we can discuss what was actually going on after it's quite long so bear with me listen hard you may find it slightly hard to understand if you're not familiar with very very thick scottish accents but i will provide a, a rough translation in a second after you've heard it
2: this couple have woke me up right and went like who are you right <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like he told about just what i was just at this party last night here and, and they're like there's the no party <laughs> I'm like no there was I remember the the northern lights <laughs> and he went no trust me there's no party here last night You just woke up on our couch right so I've went to get a taxi last night gospel I've went to get a taxi last night the taxi's left and I've come into the rang house <laughs> I've come into the ranghouse, got a cover went to sleep and this couple look A couple woke me up this morning like that who are you? Instead of getting back into the party, I went into the house next door. I went into the house next door, and thank, thank God, this woman was from Glasgow, so she's like, and hey, we're welcoming. Oh, but like the party was next door. Honestly, thank you very much for being so understanding. You welcome. <laughs>
0: So if you need a translation of, of that, basically what's happened, he was at a party, he left the party, he tried to call an Uber, instead of getting in the Uber, he went back in the house, except it was the wrong house, he went into a total stranger's house, I don't know how he did that, but he managed to get in somehow, without breaking and entering, fell asleep on their sofa, got woken up the next day by the people that lived there going, who are you? And he was like, oh, I was here for the party last night. And they're like, there was no party here last night. That was next door. But they were very nice to him. And they gave him tea because they're from Glasgow. That's the general gist of what happened. I didn't tell it quite as well as he did because I mean, everything about that is just beautiful. The way he's laughing hysterically in the video, the, like the married couple whose house he sort of accidentally broke into. They're laughing hysterically. The whole thing is brilliant really made my day this morning. Especially the bit at the end when his voice just goes really weird and high pitched.
2: Honestly, thank you very much for being so understanding.
0: <laughs> what what an icon. So a very simple question before the end of the show that I want an answer to. When have you been somewhere you shouldn't have been? It's very simple, just like this guy who ended up in the wrong person's house for a night. When have you been somewhere you weren't supposed to be? 07807 183 538 Or you can send me an email on station at wizardradio.co.uk. Tweet me at wizardradio as well. When have you been somewhere you weren't supposed to be? Like this poor Scottish bloke that woke up in literally the wrong house. We'll find out in a sec. Playing you Ella Air in a second. And I've done some research into Ella Air. So we can, we can learn a bit more about her. This is all totally real, by the way. I'd never make such a thing up. So this is your totally accurate 60 second guide to Ella Air. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up. 60 second guide. The first thing we need to clarify about Ella Air is her surname. It's not Air like the thing we breathe, nor is it Air, an alternative name for the Republic of Ireland. It's not Air, the river that runs through West Yorkshire either. It's spelt E Y R E, so you would be forgiven for assuming it was pronounced Ira. But now that is established, what else is there to know about Ella Air? Well, we must make sure not to mistake her with Ella Henderson or Ella Fitzgerald, or the film Ella Enchanted. We know what Ella Rae isn't, but what about what Ella Rae is? Well, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. As a voice for hire, she's featured on some of the biggest songs of the last decade by rudimentals. Tagala, a DJ Fresh. And yet, most of her solo material gets very little attention. She's the most famous singer you've never heard of. The holder of the most number ones without getting to keep the trophy you get. So please, if out of pity, if but nothing else, Listen to the next three minutes and 16 seconds to make Ella Air happy. That is Ella Air in 60 seconds.
2: Alec Feldman on
0: Wizard Radio, Saturdays 3 till 5. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio every Saturday, 3 till 5, playing Selena Gomez and Rare, Ella Air, New Me, before that. And coming up, the most January song you will ever hear by Halsey. And we'll find out who has been knocking at the door as well. Now, though, we are talking about the Scottish guy, who um ended up waking up in the wrong house and having two very confused Scottish people I mean they were all Scottish because it was in Scotland wondering who are you? which is Scottish for who are you? Lucy I asked by the way (laughs) um have you ever been anywhere you weren't supposed to be? Lucy says when I was younger like primary school age I used to have a sleepwalking problem it was really bad and I literally used to go to bed in my bed and then wake up elsewhere in my house i remember one morning i woke up in the living room which was really random so i should get up out of bed walking downstairs open the living room door and sleep on the sofa without waking anyone up or waking the dog up or setting off our alarm it was a very confusing time how did you not set off the alarm that's the bit i'm most interested in purely because i think whoever sold you your burglar alarm was a con artist here's what i always wonder about sleepwalking When people sleepwalk, I don't think I've ever seen anyone sleepwalk. Are their eyes open? Like, can they see where they're going without being fully conscious? Or are they literally doing it with their eyes shut, but based on their own, like, intuition? That's what I always wonder. because, like, are, are you relying on the fact that you've walked down the stairs in your house a million times to be able to walk down the stairs when you're sleepwalking? Or... Is the, is the image still going from your eyes to your brain so that you don't fall down the stairs? That might be a really dumb question. I don't know, but it is something I've always wondered but never hard enough to actually look up. So that's, that, that's interesting. Emily says, during the summer holiday last year, I went away with my family and my best friend's family to Greece. Whilst we were there, we saw they were filming a movie near a hotel. So we made it our goal to make it in the movie by the end of the holiday. We had a week. And every day, we'd casually walk past, hoping to get in the background, or hoping to get cast. But it never worked. Until one day, on the last day of holiday, our dads found high-vis jackets in the hotel rooms, gave it to us, and we just drifted on set and made it into shot. We got kicked off set shortly after, because they realised we shouldn't have been there. And we have no idea what they were filming. But it was a load of fun. What?! That is an excellent story. That is something you can wheel out at any occasion forever because that's brilliant. That's that's quite a good dad skill to have, the ability to track down a high-vis jacket at short notice. And just like, come on, kids, follow me. Don't ask questions, just do it. And on go the high-vis jackets and into the background of the film you went. I wonder what Phil I think it was um they're not doing Mamma Mia 3 though. Mamma Mia Two was bad enough, I hope not. But maybe we'll see Emily and her whole family in hive jackets. Oh, and her best friend's family as well. In Mamma Mia Two. How many hive jackets did you find in a hotel room? That's the bit of the story that seems the most implausible to me. I've never been say that a hotel that has hive jackets, but I bet I bet you Nick them from somewhere else in the hotel. That is so something I would do. Yeah, must be that. Okay. Becky. When I first started at my school, I didn't realize that we had a forbidden corridor where the head teacher's office was. I just thought it was a really quiet corridor. I never connected the dots. For literally two weeks, I used the corridor as a shortcut to help me get to class faster. Then one day, the headmistress walked out, saw me, and started screaming at me for being there. I just burst into tears because I didn't know what I'd done wrong. I'd never been down there before, but I don't understand how many people saw me walk through there and never stopped me. What? You just said you did it for two weeks. How can you also never have been down? I don't know. Anyway, I'll get the general gist of Becky's message. Does every school have one of these? My school had one of these as well, a secret corridor where they protect the head teacher from um, the plebs. Maybe every school has one of those. Oh, um, there there is a correction that's been issued. Becky meant to say I've never been down there since but I don't understand how many people, how... I've never been down there since. This is my fault now. But I don't understand how so many people saw me walk through there and never stopped me. Yeah, they're not your real friends, Becky. Anyone that would let you do that is not a friend. They're a fake friend. Guaranteed. That's not cool. Excellent. I've enjoyed. Um, I did think about doing the, the, the question, has anyone ever woken up someone somewhere they're not supposed to be? But I thought that, that might not be quite right for this time of day. So we'll move on. Someone's knocking at Your Door is coming up next. First, though, a January banger, if such a thing is possible, from Holsey's You Should Be Sad on Wizard Radio.
2: Someone's knocking at your door. Somebody's ringing the bell.
0: Afternoon, and welcome to Someone's Knocking at Your Door before the, the hour long break. We got given some clues about who it is. That's been knocking at my door this week I've got a fancy new doorbell So I can look at them through my phone We've established quite a few things More than usual Because there was a, a slightly flexible idea Of what five questions means James thought it was someone I wasn't pleased to see Which may or may not be true Not a man, we know Not a woman Not an animal Not a cartoon They don't have hands Therefore they were unable to knock at the door But also they weren't thrown at the door Um... To be quite honest, the knocking noise was mainly just for show because I don't think there would be a way this person or thing could knock at the door. Let's see what you've come up with this week to see if you've guessed correctly. Ben, I think it's a rock or a leaf. I know James said he thought it was a rock and asked if it was thrown at your door and you said it wasn't. But I think the rock just rolled to your door with the wind, gently tapped your door, and that's what the knocking sound was. Either a rock or a leaf that blew to your door because of the wind. Yeah, okay. So Ben's gone down the path of inanimate objects and nature, which is, which is kind of the only one that really makes sense based on the clues we were given. I think either that or totally inanimate objects. But it's not a rock. It's not a leaf either. Though I like your thought process. But no. And again, you are focusing a bit much. On the actual process of knocking at the door, where I think that is largely a distraction from, you know, the real issues. Who, you know, things that will actually help you uh, um, find out who's knocking at the door. So I'm just slightly distracted because I've seen a message that I'm going to have to read in about three three messages time, and I want to make sure I pronounce the name right. So just just bear with me whilst I Google that because I can't talk and type at the same time. Um, okay, Google's useless to me. Never mind. But, uh, okay, there's just as I suspected. Wonderful. Let, let's carry on from that unnecessary distraction. Anna says, this idea may come from me being internally externally excluded from school right now. Oh dear. Hope it's alright. But, is the knock at your door actually the sound of your homework being left at your door to complete for the next day? Oh, oh, this is this is brilliant. <laughs> Haha! <laughs> Anna has just told me the reason she got excluded from school. This is fantastic. I got excluded for standing on a table to film a TikTok. Both of those things are banned from my school. Every day a teacher comes by my house to give me homework that I need to complete by the next day. It's such a waste of time, but I hate the sound when the homework arrives. This game must be really traumatic for you right now, I'm so sorry. That i brought back the memories of having the door knocked on every day with your homework i can't believe tiktok got you excluded from school i haven't forgotten by the way i know we talked a few weeks ago about how i was going to get tiktok and i have got it the app's on my phone and i keep getting notifications about it but i haven't had a proper look around yet so i'll get around to it and i'll report back i haven't forgotten about my tiktok 2020 but um where were we No, it's not homework being delivered Because I, unfortunately, unlike you Anna Have not been excluded from school Unless you count leaving school Two and a half years ago But that doesn't really count Because I don't get homework anymore It's not homework being delivered Ari, I have a theory Is it an egg knocking on your door? I don't know if the egg is the sort that will be scrambled Or if there's a chicken there But as such, we don't know if it's male or female We don't know if it's an animal or not and it probably wasn't thrown at your door, otherwise it would have cracked. It kind of fits with your logic. Ari, I think you're not correct, but I think you're a genius. That's really smart. I hadn't even thought of that. It's It's like a riddle. This isn't a riddle as such, but you've treated it like one, and you've come up with a genius answer. Maybe this should be a riddle. I knock at the door, but I have no hands. I th- I'm thrown, but I do not crack. What am I? It, um, it's not an egg. It's not an egg, but that's really smart. And Ewan has been on, but it's spelled E-U-G-H-A-N. And so because I'm an idiot and uncultured, I did have to Google that one, but um, it, it didn't actually come up with anything on Google. It just said, did you mean Ewan spelt with an O? But never mind. Ewan says, I've spent too much time talking about ewan's name i'm sorry your clue about it being in the news gave it away alec yes i thought it might do that i gave this one was like after we'd done the news i was like by the way that bulletin might be interesting if you're playing and i think that's what did it for ewan is it the coronavirus knocking at your door it's a virus so technically it is alive but it doesn't have a sex or gender not an animal not a cartoon also it's impossible for a virus in itself to knock on the door But the person the coronavirus is inside could knock on the door on its behalf. If this is correct, then please do not interview the people um, because you can die of this virus. Yeah, you're quite right. It is coronavirus, but thankfully, there's no time. And also, I haven't got a mask or like hand gel. So we're not going to be interviewing coronavirus, which I'm sure is a shame. But at least it means you can't be transmitted the disease through the medium of radio. Well done, Ewan. you guessed correctly. The thing knocking at the door this week was coronavirus, but I'll send it on its way. It's a good thing I've got that new door, but otherwise I might have been exposed to it. Okay, thank you very much all for your contribution to the show today. Greatly appreciated. It's now over. The party's over. But don't go anywhere, because Miles course is coming up next, an hour of hip-hop and R&B if you're Saturday evening. So make sure you stick around for that. I'm back on, on Friday for the week Mixtape. If you missed any of the show, please get the podcast. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast, available from all good podcasts, providing places. I'm going to finish now with Lauv. This is Tattoos Together. Have a good week. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.
1: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?